Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is my introduction to my next series of teaching in chapter um, Psalm 51. So it's Psalm 51 and I'm going to read from the King James Version. Um, but before I read, the Bible let us know many things about King David. And in Acts 13 verse 22, and this is the new international version, um, it declares, after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So I'm going on to read Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors their, thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from bloody guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou desirest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks on thine altar. Here ends the reading of Psalm 51. And I'm going to go briefly with you this week um, and come back next week to start the teaching so this is just an introdu introduction 
to um, the next series of teaching coming up. So here we see King David presented his request in Psalm 51 to Papa God. And prior to his request, the Bible let us know King David was a man after God's heart. He was a very handsome guy, rugged, the Bible says, a poet, preacher, teacher, lover of God, a ladies' man, keeper of sheep, shepherd, a ferocious fighter, commander-in-chief, and the best. He was a winner of the best task force. He, he was the best prior warrior, a loner, fighter of giants and winds, fighter of bears and wind, fighter of lion and winds, slayer of uncircumcised Philistines and nations. David was a no-nonsense guy. David loves God and he made his feelings known in the Psalms that he wrote and how strong his feelings were for God. He had the biggest and baddest army. He was the only patriarch in the Bible who asked to build a sanctuary where children of God could just go and chill out of everything solely but to worship God. So he, 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 the idea of the church, the building I'm talking, came from King David. So I have been inspired to teach on Psalm 51. Why? King David was in deep trouble when he wrote this request to Papa God to have mercy on him. He was literally blown to pieces. He was factually down on his face. He tells God all about him. And he tells God what he did. Can you and I share any of the sentiments that King David expresses to God, even though we may not have committed the same sin or we may not have done what he did? But have you ever been bowed down? Have you been on all fours with your face on the ground? Have you been literally blown to pieces? Did you come to the conclusion that it is all finished, God? I don't know what to say to you again. What am I going to do and where am I going to go? Have you ever been in that position before? So how did you make it? And so how did David, King David, make it right with God? And that's what we're going to look at for the next um, coming weeks. How did King David obtain such great peace? How did King David obtain such great mercy and forgiveness to assist him to move on? If you do, then this teaching is for you. So when David pleaded to God to request for forgiveness, have you noted David did not pen much of the responses that he receives back from God, bar a couple of responses. Why? The replies David records as God's as God's spoke volume. And I believe there was no reason for God to say a lot back to David. Why? 
when David was down on his face seeking for forgiveness, God already knew David's heart. And from before the foundation of the earth, God knows us. He knows what's in our heart. So God could see what man could not see. God saw the state of David's heart. He knows when we're repentant. He knows when we really mean what we say. And God saw the state of David's heart. And this is why we must be careful how we remark when someone gets into trouble. We don't know the state of their heart. We don't know the discussions that they have with Papa God. And we don't know the discussions God has with them. And so in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7, the Bible let us know, For man sees the outward appearance, but the Lord God sees the heart. And that's the fundamental truth. The Lord God sees the heart. So God looks way, 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 way down into David's heart and David's spirit. And he sees what David would do and God judge him accordingly. David said, behold, thou desirest me. In verse 6 of Psalm 51, David said, behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Verse 17, David said, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. So children of God, these are what, these are the qualities Papa God desires from you and I when we mess up. Papa God desires truth and nothing but the truth from us. Plus, Papa God desires a broken spirit, not a spirit that is boastful, not a spirit that is pompous, not a spirit that shows no remorse of what it's done. David said, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. So these are the qualities, and those were the qualities um, that Papa God is looking for from us when we messed up. So it doesn't matter what the mess you and I have committed, and I repeat, it doesn't matter how awful and how gruesome the mess is that you and I have committed, I repeat again, doesn't matter what mess it is that you and I have committed, I repeat again, doesn't matter what mess it is that you and I have committed. Does it give you a license to sin? Does it give you a license to do naughty things or put into death or like what David did or uh, or or to do whatever you want to do because Papa God will forgive you? Big no. No. Hear this, child of God. The power lies in our belief in the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? The Lord Jesus Christ. He is a provision for sin. He is, our prop he is a propitiation for our sin. 
he made atonement for our sin. And so the second power, big power, is our faith in the blood of Jesus. Jesus sheds his blood to pay the price for our ransom. That's the only currency Papa God asks for our sin. The currency is the blood of Jesus. Only Jesus, only the blood of Jesus could pay the price for our sins. So the individual will begin to see changes in their life when they believe and accept Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord and say, yes, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that you were sent as a propitiation of my sin. You made atonement for my sin and I believe that. I believe you paid the price of my ransom. And I believe that you're the Son of God. And I accept that. And the minute you confess it, the minute you believe it, something will begin to change in your life. Because, why? Because there is life in the blood of Jesus. And the Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. That is another teaching again. Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. And to the sprinkling of blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. So I'm just going to give you that scripture, um, but that's another teaching. That the blood of Jesus heals us from sickness and diseases. The blood of Jesus cleanses us, wash away all the uncleanness, the pollution, the contaminations, the filth, washes us clean. The blood sanctifies us, satisfies us, consecrates us. The blood of Jesus keeps us safe and sound. If you want to be safe, just plead the blood. Plead the blood all over you, your home, your children. As you go in the car, plead the blood on your journey. Plead the blood when you wake up in the morning. Plead the blood of Jesus as your protection, your protector, as your shield as your resting place, as your hiding place. So when he finishes with you, this is after you accept him and confess him as Lord, he will begin to work in your life. You will not recognize who you are. He will turn your world upside down like what he did to mine. He turned my world upside down. I still can't believe certain things that is me. Because he's literally turned my world upside down. And I give him glory. And I give him praises. And I, and I give him thanks. I didn't know I could teach. I didn't know I could do a lot of things. Until I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. And that's the greatest thing I've ever done. And I'm so happy that I've done it so happy and I wouldn't give him away for nothing I love him so much so think about it children of God the blood of Jesus made atonement for our sins became the propagation for our sins 
was shed on the cross over 2,000 years ago. And the blood is still doing its job. Never loses its power. So David probably thought he could melt the heart of God and butter him up with his ability to express himself because he had enormous ability, enormous capacity to express himself. But look at what David penned in verse 15 and 16 that God requires as offering. He says, O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it to you, he said. Thou delightest not in burnt offering, or else I would give it to you. So Papa God did not want those things from David. David cannot make restitution or down payments of sacrifice and burnt offering up to God. He can never pay God. So this is what our Papa God desires from us, and I'm going to close soon. He said the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O oh God, thou will not despise. And so I'm going to close here for now. And so Papa God, we thank you for this and the next episode of learning and our desire to be better children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you for this introductory message to the next teaching, Papa God. And we pray, children of God, this will cause your children of God to hop on board and who are not sure and fully engaged yet in a relationship will jump on board as well before it is too late. We thank you. That no matter the sin we have committed against you, King David said your desire is to hear truth in, the, in our inward parts. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make us to know wisdom. You desire the sacrifices which are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. Only they will, you will not despise. Bless your children as they listen. Protect them from all dangers and harm in every area. They seek to know more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Sander checking out now. Until next time, God bless you.